0: black man trying not to get caught i'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw you know it's a big world so easy to get lost i'm just trying to solve the puzzle like a jigsaw, jigsaw. what's going on y'all and welcome to another episode of the jigsaw i am josh rogers
1: i am brian Hare.
0: And we are back to do it all over again. Yes, sir. You know what it is. This is the show where we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pumping circumstance of being a real life black person in America. Mm. Ryan, how are you, brother?
1: <sighs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a deep breath.
1: Um, there's so much going on right now. Um, if I and I if I were to be honest, I'm not doing well. Um that's fair you know oftentimes we try to say i'm wonderful um i'm not doing well you know the whole brianna taylor sham of an indictment yeah you know happened so i'm not you know great well with all that being said i'm still still you know still a great day to be black so (laughs) 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 um yeah Mm.
0: you're still here still here you're still here that's what's up i You know, today's my birthday. It is. For those who are listening, it'll be tomorrow. My birthday would have passed. Uh, You can still cash out me at uh, JJR89 (laughs) if you want to send a blessing. Uh, But I knew that the indictment, whatever it was, was was supposed to come today. Mm -hmm. And kind of selfishly, I chose to not engage it. Right. Because I just wanted to maintain some pocket of joy Mm -hmm. on my birthday. (laughs) And I knew, in my mind and my heart of hearts, I knew that it would not be what it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, now I read the articles, I saw, you know, what the charges were and how there was more life preservation for the walls in the apartment than it was for human Trash. life. Um, <laughs> so I saw all of that and I was like, you know what, Josh, don't get in Cause mm-hmm. I could, you know, you know me, I can be black too. Listen. And well, and I just chose not to engage, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't know, brother. I think, it's going to be hard right because a lot of us have to go and set sit on these zoom calls tomorrow and smile mm-hmm. and be professional and do the work while our hearts are breaking right and there was still no justice none so. none no, no whatsoever
1: because yeah, i know i'm gonna have to sit on a zoom call with a bunch of faces and usually after these moments it's uh <laughs> you it's it's, it's evident that the black folks are like ugh, <laughs> and then uh-huh. you know the, you know <laughs> non-black folks is like like as if nothing happened while the black folks are just you know eyes rolling just don't want to be here so you know should be interested to see how uh the zoom calls uh turn out tomorrow
0: okay so on a lighter note let's okay. go a little bit lighter uh, let's, let's it, on the same let's lighten it up let's <laughs> ah, <laughs> lower <laughs> let's lighten it up so on the um kind of on the same note i heard okay. that you watched woke you finished it i did okay so and now tell me real quick about <laughs> how, how you feel
1: joshua rogers um i think i found my new favorite shows on the television yeah <laughs> i think i may have found it <laughs> um you know i love everything black uh and especially when it comes to as far as breaking down our culture our thought processes and stuff like that um i think woke has definitely done that um it's we binge i binged season one it's only like eight episodes 30 minutes each. yeah so those of you who are listening right now i'm going to you know challenge you we're going to challenge you to watch out you know watch those shows Um uh, because hopefully at some point we'll be able to talk about it in detail um but uh yeah i, I think it's a great show i thank you for your
0: recommendation you are so welcome i don't think that i would ever steer you wrong <laughs> <laughs> i am particular about my television um so yes yeah, so all the people who are listening all you black folk all you white folk all, all, all your you pocs who are not black and everybody in between <laughs> right Go watch it. I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they bring comedy and a lightness to a very serious but real subject. Yep, yep. And as Brian discussed, we have some plans to hopefully talk about it real soon in detail. Um, But speaking of that, Mm -hmm. new things that are coming. We're introducing another new segment Uh that's coming to the show, and it's going to be called... The P.O. Box. Yes,
1: drop something in the P.O. Box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> drop something in the P.O. Box and this is really just your opportunity to write in questions, mm-hmm. Um, present us with information or cases that you want us to have our opinion on. So if your boyfriend getting on your nerves, if you want a man's opinion, <laughs> you can write in if your husband is trash, you can write in and Please tell write us about in. That. <laughs> The <laughs> juicy tea of it all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if your girlfriend is, you know, boo-boo garbage, you know, if you if you if you want to be in an entanglement but you don't want to admit it. Listen, like, whatever the thing, whatever the things are, Brian and I are willing to discuss them, we're <laughs> willing to talk about it, or even if you just want to know like of like how we started off how do i get on these zoom calls get on these microsoft team mm-hmm. meetings navigate workspace when my heart is hurting because of brianna taylor right mm-hmm. there could be weeks where we'd be like we don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen,
0: we just we don't just know. Do we're trying know. to navigate it ourselves. <laughs> but like we want to be able to offer a space um, while we're not therapists and we will not be held accountable for whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: is this is not therapy. It's just what we think, you know.
0: <laughs> right. It is our little piece of wisdom as we all this is what the podcast is about. right? right? We're all trying to navigate life together. And with the wisdom that we've gained over the years, we want to kind of take that mm-hmm. and give it to you. So right. you can start writing again. Our website will be ready soon, soon, but for very now, soon. But for, <laughs> but for now, if you have a question that you want us to read, oh, and we're going to keep it anonymous. So everyone will have a pseudonym. So if your real name is Charlotte. We we'll probably call you um, Betty be- or something,
1: <laughs> Barbara or, or Roxanne. We should give everybody something. old names. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Delilah, Delilah. Delia. <laughs> <laughs> good old old names old names
0: earl and james <laughs> them kind of names ethel, um, ethel man
1: stuff like that
0: yeah <laughs> yeah so uh but no everybody would get a pseudonym so you don't have to worry about you know what i'm saying your co-worker or whatever knowing who you are right. now the, the amount of details you put in here we cannot control <laughs> well, listen
1: if you put if you put where you work
0: <laughs> we're
1: gonna try to edit but come on we're gonna now. try to edit
0: it but if you start describing how the grape room look and all that kind <laughs> of stuff then oh. daughter <laughs> you set yourself up.
1: Oh you oh you you try describing in detail your, your partner's body parts and <laughs> all kinda of care. You know, and birthmarks.
0: And birthmarks <laughs> and listen, that's just listen. But yeah, um, but yeah, we're excited about that. We're excited to hear from you. Oh, yeah. And if you just want to write in and just tell us how dope we are, please. We want to hear we want to hear that. Gas too. us, please. We, we, gas, gas us, us up. Please. And you know one of the ways you can gas us up. I'm gonna go and say this in the beginning too. Go ahead and do go it. Go and give us those five stars five. on <laughs> those five stars on Apple. Cause somebody gave us a four. That
1: I don't was a know liar. who you are. That alive.
0: <laughs> I don't know who you are. But give us five stars. Write us a positive review. That really helps us push the show. Now, for this week's song of the week. Are you ready for it, Brian? I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. Well, I, as you may know, I am the more ratchet one <laughs> of, of the group. <laughs> and this week's, you know, it's last week we celebrated the aunties with Dion Warwick Nim. But this one is dedicated to my friend and my brother, <laughs> Mr, <laughs> Mr. 2 Chains, featuring L- Lil Wayne with his latest hit, Moneymaker. Um, he samples... I don't know the name of the song, but you can have a piece of like <laughs> you. I think that's a guy. Girl, it's true, I do. Yep, that's it. Are we gonna sing every week? I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, that's. The, I think the song is super, super dope. He um, has like, I don't know what band. He shouts out Southern University first. Mm-hmm. So let's go out and jump on the limb and let's just say it's southern. Okay. Um, he shouts them out. But even in the video, he like has this montage of all these different bands and homecoming and feel moments, and it's just beautiful black excellence while he's talking about shaking your money maker and <laughs> and the and the twerking and the oh, throwing yes. it in the circle of it all. Mm-hmm. Um it is an I, I think it's a great song. I think they did the sample justice. I am not a huge fan of Lil Wayne's verse. He's very he's, much so been struggling. He's very much so lean, mm-hmm. <laughs> lean Wayne. <laughs> Prayer warriors, please, pray, pray, please pray,
1: please pray uh, he, Wayne out of that situation. He is on the sick and shut-in <laughs> list. Um,
0: <laughs> but yeah, but no, I think the song is dope. So check it out, check it out, check it out, check uh, it out. Brian, you ready to get into some black excellence? Yes,
1: let's do it. Let's bless up at this moment.
0: Let's do it. In the midst of yeah. In the midst
1: Right All right, we are here with the Bless Up report where we give out shout outs to our beautiful black excellence uh people. We are doing great things out in these streets. Uh so first I wanna I have two. Uh one I'm gonna talk about Stefan Hawkins, who used to work at McDonald's, but he changed up things and he's now gone into vegan uh, uh as a vegan restaurant tour. I think that's how you say it. Um before I go further, Joshua, how do you feel about vegan food? It's food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you from the South. I know you, you want meat. <laughs> I, I like fat back in my greens. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this brother, uh, what he's doing is he uh, uh, has this restaurant called House of Vegans. And basically it's in Philly at this point. So if you're in Philly and you want to try some good vegan food, um, go check him out. Him and his friend created this restaurant. Healthy, good, comfort food. Um, I believe it's going to be delicious. So I can't wait to get to Philly. I uh, want to roll and stop acting like a something, uh, and I'm gonna go check that food out. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I know vegan, vegan is, is a thing. It's a vibe at this
0: moment, so it's a thing. And I can I can vegan when I want a vegan, right? But I'm just not gonna take away all of the things, <laughs> right? That is required <laughs> to be vegan. Listen, I'm
1: <laughs> I like my meat. I like you know all I like the cheese. I like the all that stuff. Give that I to like me, please veins.
0: all the other things
1: please. Um, yeah. So, you know, check that out. If you can shout out to the Spawn Hawkins and his team, um, second, bless up. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> a Bless up to my good brother, Joshua Jamal Rogers, the first.
0: Oh, he said my entire <laughs> government name Oh,
1: Cicely Tyson's internet. <laughs> the first, uh, so we couldn't do a good bless up without, you know, shouting out uh, this black excellence. Uh, that I call my Morning good together. partner, my brother, and my friend.
0: uh I i appreciate it. <laughs> so, I am so
1: humble, <laughs> without <laughs> so <the H>. humble <laughs> without the age, without the age,
0: and appreciative of that. You know, millions didn't make it, but I was one of the ones who did. I was, cause Ronda been. Front of been killing people who had never been killed before. People are
1: just flying up out of here, aren't
0: they? They flying up out. They getting their wings. That as in a, a blink of an eye, Ooh. they getting their wings. And some folk ain't made it to thirty-one. I didn't had high school classmates that didn't die. Listen. I didn't had college classmates that didn't die. And the Lord saw fit mm. for me and my little ratchet self to still be here. I got work to do. Mm. I got work to do.
1: <laughs>
0: but no, I appreciate it, bro. I really do. Thirty-one. Um, has came in good. I received a lot of love. From a lot of people All the shout outs The texts And the messages And uh, people FaceTiming A couple of people sent. They didn't want to just text They just sent videos And prophecies I was like Alright all right. Speak, speak it to my life <laughs> speak. speak The cash apps <laughs> I will say it again You can do that dollar sign JJR89 <laughs> And I can receive them there Feel free to send me $31 uh, No but no For real though I appreciate all the love Appreciate you bro Of course For you know That shout out I appreciate that Of course
1: You know Now it's Time to go to
0: the billboard. So are you ready? Let's let's head on over because we got some stuff to talk about. So let's let's get the serious stuff out the way. Okay. So let's give out uh for real, for real, rest in peace to the original OG. One of the one of the real, real, real original OGs of our time anyway, Mm -hmm. of the Supreme Court, Mm -hmm. um, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She just passed away, I wanna say, was it Monday? It was either Sunday or Monday But yeah. it was relatively recently mm-hmm. And we want to make sure that we um We recognize her Offer up prayers to her family Definitely. All of her friends All the ones who loved her the most um, We do know that she was not always As progressive as she was Toward the end of her life right. But we understand the magnanimous impact That she had specifically on women's rights mm-hmm. And the fact that this raggedy administration right. is trying raggedy. to very swiftly um, replace her mm-hmm. when they did the same critique to President Obama. he tried right. to do that and like stopped it. Mm-hmm. And but in, we, we're not going to get into the the nastiness of all of that. But we did lose a giant. We lost her at a very interesting time before this election. Right. So um, I definitely want to again offer the, the Jigsaw podcast wants to offer our prayers definitely. and our thoughts to her family. Mm-hmm as they navigate, um, even trying to grieve a loved one in the middle of a pandemic, that has been, that's been hard. Mm -hmm. Um, That's been hard. I lost an uncle, so I understand, like, how that can be really hard to navigate. All right, so we also told y'all that last week that Belcalis and Kiari Cephas was getting a divorce. And um, what we learned was that the divorce Mm -hmm. was not because of... Alleged cheating rumors. Right, Uh, Barty Mm -hmm. got on Instagram Live and said, "Thank y'all for your prayers, but I don't need them. I'm not (laughs) save them." she said save her. I am not sad I'm not shedding a tear she said that um, you know uh, uh, as far as she knew mm-hmm. that she was not being cheated on and she also said that Offset was very bad at cheating so <laughs> she was like if they were true right. we all would have known at the same time right. so again while we do not celebrate divorce I, I wanted to update y'all on that because that was what that's, the people said yeah yeah, yeah. that's huge It's it, yeah those people said and she was just honest she was like you know they got to a point to where they were tired of arguing all the time mm-hmm. and tired of being mad at each And before, she said, and before he went and cheated and did anything crazy, you know, let's just end it. So it seems like they still have love. Cardi has been very vocal about how Offset has been an amazing father. Mm -hmm. So we probably won't see any changes with them in that form domestically right but it always is it always is sad to see especially a black family separated. definitely um but prayers up to y'all again but update and um we hope y'all hope y'all continue to be mature about it Mm -hmm. um about it all so the emmys were this weekend brian Mm -hmm. we let me ask you this did you watch the emmys no um okay (laughs) The Emmys that is fair. on the
1: on the list of um, award shows that I watch, I think the Emmys uh-huh. might be on the lower list of the award shows. Is it before or after the Oscars, though? I actually watched the Oscars. So the Oscars are
0: disgustingly boring. Well, it is it, boring,
1: <laughs> but it's like the fact that like I, you know, I'm a movie person. I love movies. Okay. So I kind of want to see, you know, honest and, you know, and some, there's some movies that get nominated for Oscars and I don't really watch the Oscar like nomination show or whatever. So I don't really know who's really nominated. So I really find out who's nominated kind of unless they black. I find out, you know, mm. during the actual show and then I kind of find out, you know, who was supposed to be good and what's not good. And I go back and watch, you know, and most of the time I'm disappointed, you know, <laughs> <'Cause> most Oscar <laughs> movies aren't really that good. They are not. Um, But yeah, it's, um, the Emmys is. So is it before the Tonys at least? I don't even, I don't watch the Tonys.
0: Okay, so you do enjoy the Emmys over the Tonys? Yes, the Emmys (laughs) over the Tonys.
1: I think the BET Awards are probably at the top because it's just black. Um.
0: Okay. Okay. That, that is a black response. It's a, it's a, <laughs> Man, a guy said the BET was his number, one, <laughs> award number show. one
1: award show. <laughs> you know, just because is I know the winner is gonna be black. I can <laughs> I can rest assured. Unless the, I think the one year they gave him the Sam Smith, but you know you know we believe in inclusion in the black community we do
0: unless it's John B and Gary Owens they they may be the other two examples right,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um yeah but the the Emmys I don't think I've ever watched the Tonys or I've watched you know different clips cuz you know I do love um what's the brother from woke uh not woke um pose billy porter um, Billy Porter. i love some billy porter, <laughs> billy porter i love some billy porter fabulous fabulous uh, so i've watched like clips of you know him doing things at the at the tony's but uh i've never actually watched the tony's so
0: what's the tony's where he had the uh the hat that, that detracted
1: that big old thing on his head <laughs> he's something else
0: and this is the grandness of it all Listen. but going back into the emmys this year um uh, it was extra black and yes. they set a record of having the um the most black award winners ever i think it was like seven or eight mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. won um and on that list was of course our queen yes. regina king thank you Jesus. she won outstanding outstanding lead actress in a mini for Watchmen. um maya rudolph cephas jones and eddie murphy um they won guest starring emmys and it was actually to my surprise eddie murphy's first emmy Award.
1: that is kind of surprising for all the time and, he's been on tv and stuff like that yeah it's-
0: and the thing about it, like part of it wasn't surprising because he hasn't done a lot of tv outside of snl mm-hmm. but then the the ironic problem is that he got an emmy for being a guest star on snl right <laughs> <laughs> so there's the irony in that. and then with cephas jones he was able to share the moment um with his daughter who also received her first Emmy of her career. Beautiful. So um, shout out to her. And then we also have Uzo um, Aduba. She got um, outstanding supporting actress in a miniseries. I think um, for the role she played with um, um, what's my like, Shirley, Shirley Chisholm. Chisholm. And, Shirley Chisholm. And that's black excellence. You played that is black excellence. Listen,
1: a black woman who's a great actress playing an, uh, an amazing icon in Shirley Shirley S- yes. Chisholm. So that's dope mm-hmm. in itself.
0: Shirley Chisholm is like by far one of my favorite historical icons. Yes, I, um, I can, just yeah just her like tenacity Mm -hmm. and her proactiveness and her boldness and like, even like in her camp, I know this isn't about Shirley Chisholm, but like even in her campaigning saying like, if they don't give you seat to the table, you bring your folding chair, right? She was just, emphatically black and present and unashamed mm-hmm. and bold and just everything and i love uzo because she was also crazy eyes and that's one of my favorite shows and i bring that up to say she has so much range she does to go from crazy like mm-hmm. if anybody watched watching new black she was like a mental patient for the most like crazy. for the most yeah. part and to like like to really authentically play shirley chisholm mm-hmm. range mm-hmm. Range yes. the range of it all. Yeah. Um. Is something you gonna add to? Yeah. It, right? I,
1: I love Uzo. I really would love for her to play Nina Simone. I think she would destroy that mm. that that role. I think she would do a great mm. job as Nina Simone.
0: Yeah, because as much as I kind of like what's the girl who's in drum line? Zoe. Zoe Saldana. Mm-hmm. That wasn't it. Girl. <laughs> that wasn't it. That wasn't it. And matter of fact, most of us ain't like Zoe Saldana <laughs> since. <syndrome. laughs> Oh. syndrome line. She ain't been that black syndrome line. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, I think that would be dope. Because Uzo can sing as well. So yeah. that could be something. She kill it. And then we also got a shout out Zendaya.
1: Yes, God.
0: The youngest ever to win in her category. Never. She won outstanding lead actress in a drama. And um she was it's just so It was so exciting to see her journey Mm -hmm. and for her to progress from where she was, Disney Channel, Mm -hmm. all those all those things. Kid Star to now this beautiful black woman just killing the game. Yes. And um, we're here for it all. Now, the downside. Right. Of the Emmys Mm -hmm. was that our favorite show. Favorite
1: show. I feel like
0: they got snubbed a little bit um, because they got eight nominations, but they they did win one and they won um outstanding single camera picture editing for a com- comedy series whatever that means but um <laughs> if you can see brian's face <laughs> eyes rolling <laughs> and but the thing about it was the scene that they like won was the scene when molly and Issa finally had lunch oh that was a beautiful like episode. i think episode nine yeah, i think that's the one like that, that yeah.
1: uh, Kerry washington directed i want to say
0: yes and that was that's the scene that got them that award it was a beautiful episode and you can tell it was like single camera because it was focused like directly on them the entire time um but like my girl Issa didn't get lead actress false my girl yvonne orgy Orgy did not get supporting action comedy series Mm. um there was a few other things that uh it was like the music like they got nominated for like best music or something like insecure had some of the The
1: best best music yes hands down
0: Hands down. So I feel like they got snubbed, but like Issa is absolutely a genius. Yes, I love her. And I feel like her her time is coming. Yes. And I do think that she'll probably get nominated for more stuff because she's Issa. Yes. Like, other, because she's ventured out into movies Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I also think Insecure has its time too. Speaking of, did you see her post about season five?
1: Yes. I saw, it's coming back.
0: It's coming back. (laughs) I also saw a
1: post (laughs) that was hilarious that I guess she reposted. And somebody was like oh those pages look real thin she's gonna give us amazing 30 minutes again um yeah like you know give us some longer episodes like i like insecure is is like you know woke i like woke but insecure is my favorite show on tv oh
0: absolutely right now it is my favorite
1: favorite show like i literally fall in love every episode they, they highlight blackness, the beauty of blackness. It's like I feel like I can hang out with Molly and Issa. I feel like a part of the show. Um, even the drama is like still like classy drama. It is. Uh, it's I think insecure like paints us in our realest so I don't think that's really right. But also the the
0: I hear you what you're saying. But though.
1: the <laughs> the beauty of it all, like it's like if, we, if you look at our circle, like we're insecure. Like that's. That's what our life looks like, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: And Issa, if you're listening, can you please give us a lot more Kelly? (laughs) Okay? (laughs) Because Kelly... She's the gym. While Brian said that he could see us hanging out with Issa and Molly, and I could too. But I... Would be finding to try, trying to find all the time to be with Kelly. She's, mm-hmm. she's a My favorite moment will forever be Coachella when she got tased, she got tased and she <laughs> laid in that ground and said, Remember me different. I can almost cry now thinking about <laughs> the laughter that fuels my soul. Yes, it's a great <laughs> she's just, show. And like, and I heard like she's one of the writers and she also said like she does a lot of like um impromptu uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ad libs there it is Mm -hmm. she does a lot of ads she's and she says she doesn't do a lot because she doesn't want to take away but like the remember me different part Mm -hmm. like stuff like that, is like stuff that she just dumb like (laughs) and it's great keep doing that keep doing that so shout out to isa and insecure you are winners yes in the hearts of brian and i don't know that that means anything but you are are somebody you are somebody (laughs) okay and this is like part two of bless up this is your honorary (laughs) bless yes honorary bless up so brian okay i sent you some links you did. About Humans of New York. You did. And Miss Tangare. Did you read any of them? Ah, can I
1: be honest? Re- I haven't read it's it You did not read it yet. It's okay. <laughs> I haven't it's okay. read
0: it's okay. it yet. I'm going to read it, though. It's okay. I'm going to read so it. So, for though. all of y'all who are here, <laughs> <laughs> for those who may not be, go to on Instagram, go to Humans of New York. And read about Miss Tanga Ray. She is a former stripper oh. <laughs> from New York. She's in her 70s now. So I think er- it was either earlier this year or... Or really late last year. So, Humans of New York is this Instagram page that highlights just these amazing stories of New Yorkers. Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're like one post. Sometimes they're over a series of you know four, five, six, up to eleven or twelve posts. Mm-hmm. And I think Miss Ray had like two or three posts. Okay. And the one that made everybody fall in love was that she was telling the story about how <laughs> she was like she had um she had interacted with this man. I don't want to say it was. A sexual thing but I I can't remember the first story but anyway she interacted with this guy Mm -hmm. and because she hung around the scene with like um, a lot of gay people a lot of transgender people Mm -hmm. drag queens he thought that she was I think was a drag queen too okay and when he approached she said baby I ain't no I ain't no drag queen this is real fish (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think thick. yeah, this is real. And I think that line alone, like, made everybody fall in love with her mm-hmm. because you can see like these. She's she's this seventy plus year old woman mm-hmm. who's just telling these really authentic, raunchy, re, almost unbelievable, but you can. They're so raunchy that they have to be believable to be. stories. And so anyway, go check it out. And the reason why we're talking about it is because Miss Ray was supposed to um, do a podcast with the gentleman who created. Uh, just to tell her full story okay. but she got really sick okay and so they're now they're doing a 32 post um like doing 32 posts to tell her story and i've read up until i think the 10th one mm-hmm. i need to go on probably i won't say tonight but probably tomorrow and just get through the rest of them there are so amazing she talks about um like how she suffered as a child with her parents mm-hmm. and um how she got into stripping how she got into the bars mm-hmm. and you know presidents that came on to meet mm. with me she didn't call any night. she said she got no money for that <laughs> <laughs> she talks about how she went to jail and somebody read her palm before she left and everything came to pass except the fact she was supposed to come into big money. Okay. But here's the thing. Because she's sick, they did a GoFundMe to for her medical expenses. Okay. They were only supposed to raise like $200,000. It's up to a million dollars now. Wow, bless the Lord. So whoever this palm read is, like, we don't believe in the black we magic don't. over here. Mm. But Mm-mm. the that woman was accurate. <laughs> everything has come to pass. So... um I'll try to put the link to Humans of New York in the description notes today. And if you feel led to donate to Miss Ray after reading her story, we'll put that link in there too. Um, <laughs> so that we can you know, give your five hours, do your contributions or whatever. Right. But get on it, it is absolutely amazing. We're gonna talk about it again next week. So hopefully by then, I will have just read. like Brian, Brian watched Woke, he would have read <laughs> Humans of New York. I'm telling you, you're going to be captivated, bro. I'm sure. I have not turned my Instagram notifications on for anything. Accept this. Oh God. Wow, that's big. I, I, it, those stories are so captivating. That's big. They're captivating. So last but not least, right here on um the billboard is my spiritual mother. Oh. Nini <laughs> <Nene> Leaks. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes known as Nene, mm-hmm. Um will not be returning to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Sad day. Um for those who know me, no, I, I feel a way. Okay. For those who know me, you know. That housewives is my guilty pleasure. Mm. I don't like to admit that I like it. <laughs> well, no, I'm past that. I w- if it was a point because when Ashley and I first got married, she was an avid real housewives of Atlanta fan. Like, I couldn't even stand to have it on in the same mm-hmm. room with me. But one day, we sat and watched it together, and I got just I just got stuck <laughs> <laughs> with that mess and that shade. And now I'm the one that's like Ashley, Housewives about to come off. <laughs> um, so I will say. I know you don't really watch it like that. Well, probably don't watch it at all.
1: Um, I, I watch it. It's it's a you know, Lauren watches it and if it's a situation where it's on and she's watching it live, I'm not gonna like leave the room or like that. So I I, yeah. I, I I keep up with the show. Yeah. Okay. Great. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So there has been like, I think one or two seasons where and this is kind of recent too, where she hasn't been on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think the show is going to die because what I also heard is that the numbers when she's on versus when she off aren't so drastically different hmm. that it makes a like a huge difference like the numbers aren't as high don't get me wrong right, right? but it's not one of those things like oh my god where's Nini? Mm-hmm. um so now she never said that she was never coming back she just said she wasn't returning for season 13 this thing has been on 13 seasons I, and um, i've watched
1: season one like i remember when the show first came on i've
0: never watched season one right i think i came in season whenever So I've been probably, out of the 13, i probably watched the last eight seasons. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the last eight. The last eight or nine. So it's going to be interesting. I'm sure they're going to bring some new girl in Mm. to kind of spice it up. Uh, Somebody's been rumored that they're going to bring Phaedra. I don't think that's going to happen because Candy literally hates Phaedra. Yeah, Phaedra. Because of the whole. Yeah. mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that whole thing, sexual assault rumors and things like that. And I know that the show gets messy, but to me, that was a line that was just crossed. Yeah. Uh, And I think you would lose all of Candy. And everything she brings if you bring phaedra back so i I don't know but shout out to the housewives rest in peace to the appearances of nene leaks being on the show Mm -hmm. um shout out to you girl you know as your song says um go get that money honey (laughs) (laughs) oh and let's be great uh you ready to go to the living room and talk about some stuff yes going over to the living room let's go Let's get it. So if y'all grab your drinks, grab your popcorn, your snacks, whatever it is, and let's have this living room conversation. All right. All righty. So the living room today. um, So Brian and I were ending the podcast last week. Mm and in black man self-care better known as i am my brother's Uh keeper. um the man of god said for his self-care he was gonna go get a haircut i needed one and i you know my curls a little dry right now (laughs) but i went i went and got one too like on you know anyway so and when we got off we started to talk we was like man Like, we just start talking about the amazing experiences that we have at the barbershop, Mm -hmm. the ways in which a haircut really just changes, like, your day, your attitude, all that kind of stuff. So today's living room conversation is super dedicated to black man hair goals Mm -hmm. and everything that goes into it. So, uh, Brian, like... Do you even remember like your first ever haircut, or maybe maybe not your first haircut? That was a while ago. Because the man of God, I just turned thirty-one. Man of God is significantly older. Significantly, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm (laughs) (laughs) thirty-five. Significantly, I think it's a bit much. That is a whole um, grade level. That's that's <laughs> <laughs> like ninth through twelfth. Right. You were you were out of there. Right. Uh, but no, seriously though. Um, like I don't remember my first haircut, but I do remember some of my very early haircut experience, barbershop experiences. So, like, what is your earliest barbershop haircut memory?
1: Uh, sadly, I had I didn't go start going to a barbershop until I was like an adult. Like,
0: okay, and interesting.
1: Because you know few things, few reasons. My mom, you know, <laughs> a single parent household. My mom wasn't trying to pay for us to go to the barbershop. Um, so she like swore she can cut our, our hair and she told us up like we looked a mess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like looked terrible. Um, and then after that, it was a situation where um, we were tired of looking like trash. Um, so then we learned how to cut our own hair. So like I have an older brother, I have a younger brother. So, we pretty much like learned how to cut our own hair, um, okay. and then we cut each other's hair. And then, like when I got older, I was you know paying twenty five dollars for a haircut. I was like, uh, you know, I can buy these clippers for twenty five dollars, and these you know, and these and these clippers are these uh uh-huh. edgers, and I can do it myself. So um, yeah, I I I was you know had bad haircuts for the most part. Or I had my friends cut my hair. <laughs> <laughs> for the most, so if you go back and look at some old pictures, you can tell like, you know, I you know <laughs> I wasn't together. And the Lord blessed me. The Lord, the blessed, Lord you. blessed me and then I found the barbershop. That's a whole nother story about you know that barbershop experience that was a, a front for a drug spot. But you know Oh, we gonna talk about it. We're gonna talk about it. Uh but let me say so let me go so to answer the question, my the memory of my best barbershop experience with my current barber now. You know, we're in a long-term relationship. As you know, we may talk about that later, but you know, black men and their barbers is like a relationship. Oh, it is is
0: a relationship. It is a marriage. So (laughs) I'm going to
1: shout out my barber, Anthony Jackson. (laughs) He's been cutting my hair for a good minute, like some years on years. And he's gone to multiple shops and all that kind of stuff. And I've followed him to all those shops and have driven 45 minutes to an hour to different shops. So shouts out to you. Uh, uh, so I enjoy my my barber.
0: So yeah, I, so I my dad was an avid barber shop attendee, mm-hmm. <laughs> haircutter goer, right? Mm-hmm. And when I came along, little Josh, okay. time for my first haircut. Uh, I don't remember this like from memory, but I remember from pictures. So okay. that was my dad's friend. Um we used to go to his house and I actually get a boozy fade, right? In this man. <laughs> in this man's house in his kitchen and that was my, I, and I just remember that because my parents told me about it. Um uh, there was a couple of pictures and but my first barbershop experience was with this guy named Reggie. Okay, now his breath was horrid, tragic. <laughs> but he was a young barber and we went inside the Southbrook Mall, All My people in Memphis, you know how who at the Southbrook Mall. <laughs> it ain't nothing in the Southbrook Mall but uh abandoned movie theater. Uh, a record store that had to look him hardcore posters all over the place <laughs> but this was like the 90s right so mm-hmm. like that was that was music and like a salon and a, it was like it was literally like worse than a Greenbrier. it was Ooh. like not worse as in it was hood but not like hood as in you can get shot it just was like an abandoned mall that only literally had four or five stores hanging in it which was mostly like kind of service industry type mm-hmm. stuff but anyway we went in there and reggie would cut out hair and he was an artist i used to get nike signs in my head <laughs> oh, you I was, that get, I was that kid i was kid. i got <laughs> josh cut in the back and cursing oh. i used to get jr uh i used to get the dallas cowboy star my daddy stopped getting it because he was like mm, that's that five point star this gang stuff <laughs> 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 because like like Gang members wanted like trying to differentiate between the Dallas Cowboys star and they five points right Right, um, but I was that kid with all the designs. I couldn't get designs on Easter because Mama was a hol- holiness, <laughs>
1: holiness or
0: hell. <laughs> no designs on Easter, <laughs> but I was the kid zigzag. I mean, parts starting here, go all like. But so how y'all doing these little parts now? I was the innovator. <laughs> the I, was, I was the emancipator. Y'all got, y'all give me no credit. <laughs> No, but no, I was, I was, I was like Rand, I was like uh, Reggie, because randy shout out to Rand, that's my current barber. I was like Reggie, I was like, man, today I don't just want the J, I want Josh. <laughs> and like, I see certain barbers today, like have like these special tools. Mm-hmm. Randy you I mean Reggie used, literally the liners. Wow. And with like, and bro, and I'll tell you, it was like, it wasn't rinky dink. It was like from right here mm-hmm. to here, it was Josh in cursive. And I used to, and my dad used, we should get our every saturday wow like every saturday and it was like eight at the time eight dollars for me mm-hmm. and like 12 dollars for him so you know the man of god was spending man of god was spending 20 a week <laughs> <laughs> and throwing five out of tip like to get our hair so i you know in that case i grew up in a middle upper mm-hmm. middle class type family so 20 dollars a week really wasn't no you know money so we were able to go and i was the only boy mm-hmm. like you had two other brothers right. right i was the only boy so my dad was like cool uh as we got older Reggie moved to another shop, but then Reggie, dis- I think Reggie moved to a shop. He moved to another shop. We followed him. Then he moved to another shop in Whitehaven. I mean, in East Memphis. My dad was like, I'm not driving all we way out there. <laughs> so we went to the barber adjacent to him, mm-hmm. Larry. And uh, Larry was like black, black, like Hotep. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. <laughs>
0: Umar Johnson type black. Okay. And, you know, he was cool, but he talked a lot. He was real slow. Um... Uh, and it was just one of those things to where it was a black barbershop. At the time there were no appointments. So when I tell you, bro, we was literally spend upwards of sometimes six hours in the barbershop. Just, yeah. just waiting. Oof. So I saw my first Good Times episode in the barbershop because they had the DVD set, mm-hmm. <laughs> And I watched like season one through three <laughs> because that's how long we were we were there. Right. Um I saw a lot of brand new movies in the barbershop. <laughs> the <DVD, laughs> the bootleg. The DVD man. And then in this barbershop, the other uh, back half of it was a beauty shop. Okay. So it was literally like the ice cube. Mm-hmm. I think, what was it, the second or third one where like they were yeah. together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it was like, and my mom was like, y'all Bob just so slow. And I'm like, mama, he literally takes maybe an hour, hour 15 to cut me and my dad. Mm-hmm. I said, it's just, we literally wait.
1: This is walk-ins.
0: We walk places, walk ins, and whoever gets there. So, but there was a Toss Barbecue right next door. Mm-hmm. So the people next door end up knowing me, my daddy, by name. Do I order? Because we would go there every day. Get us a double meat burger with a double fry. <laughs> <laughs> Topps If you're in Memphis, Toss Barbecue does not have the best barbecue, but they have some of the best hamburgers, mm. bro. Oh my God! It's it's that good sloppy greasy hamburger that come down your beard where you got to readjust the bread mm. because that it's ooh, that's I like a good that's, burger. That ki- that's that it's when they put it in the bags that grease stain hit it's that ki- it's that kind yes. of burger and it's everything is fresh to order like you can see them shaping the. Uh, the, the ground beef there ain't no circle there ain't no perfect circle that's a that's an aqua shit that's a real ground beef patty and they give you two they give you two pieces of meat glory to god you can get two sides yes, and i always got a double fry <laughs> and you put a little salt inside of your ketchup and you do i'm oh i reminisce i've been eating clean trying to keep this dad by the way because <laughs> that burger just took me back but no that was larry mm-hmm. and so Larry decided to take this excursion to Africa that, because, of course, hotel. Okay. And, and then he, then he moved into his own shop that was like with his wife. So his wife did dreads and he did haircuts. But they had like they had like the incense. incense. I can just smell the incense. <laughs> I was about to say. That. I can just smell it. Blowing and Erica Badu playing and reggae. And he had like a Bob Marley flag in the back. And the only really great thing about Larry was that. I wrote a, uh, for my high school newspaper, I did an article on Kwanzaa and he was able to give me all of the Kwanzaa tea. <laughs> <laughs> he even knew the founder. of <laughs> He knew the guy. He knew the guy personally. <laughs> so, but my daddy was like, listen, this shot is not <laughs> it. But then he ended up moving to like into deep South Memphis mm-hmm. because he lost a lot of clientele when he went to his Africa excursion. Because <laughs> he was gone for like months. So we ended up going to the barber, my dad still goes to now, who I go to when I go home, Mm -hmm. which is Dale. Mm -hmm. Real good guy, cool guy, uh, cuts hair. Today, you can still get a haircut from Dale for exclusive cuts over there at Whitehaven, Mm -hmm. down the street from the Church Chicken, right there, uh, (laughs) (laughs) across from Debo's wings. Um, You can still get a cut for $25. That's not bad. Uh, And it's, yeah, Brian, you went there for Chris's wedding. You went to the barber shop with him. Um, So he he gives a good cut, Um, but here in Atlanta, um man i go to my boy shout out to randy gordon um you can find him on randy cuts on instagram great guy real chill guy about our age um just humble solid dude Mm -hmm. but before randy i actually went to he coins himself as the barber star marcus harvey um i got a lot of love for marcus because to your point brian Mm -hmm. i started i had years and years of professional cuts as a kid Mm -hmm. and then got to college didn't have a barber you know didn't have no money and was letting the little dudes in the the dorms cut me Mm. so you probably saw me a couple of Sundays at church with a real real low cut (laughs) because that's all they could do and it just wasn't it then I found Marcus because he went to church with some friends Mm -hmm. and he started cutting on campus because he wanted to build his clientele but he was dope Mm -hmm. he just didn't have like the exposure and he built himself up like he is Nas's on tour, personal barber. Wow, um, he cuts Grant Hill. He cuts Chris Webber. Um, he did the whole cast of um, Survivors Remorse when they were on TV. That's what's up? So like, he's dope. And the only reason why I left Marcus is because because of his celebrity status. Mm-hmm. He was like he was increasingly unavailable. Right. And because if we're gonna talk about it a little bit later, later the loyalty right. Mm-hmm. There were times like right now during the, the quarantine and the pandemic. Like I definitely get my haircut like every month, every month and a half or whatever. Right. But on a typical basis, I was still going every week, and then when I had my children, I started going every two weeks because money, <laughs> uh, <laughs> because haircuts in Atlanta are expensive. Um, but yeah, so like I, that was the only reason we kind of separated was because of that, um, just his schedule, man. Mm-hmm. And um, so I found Randy on Instagram, and you know he's moved from whew, Smyrna, which is cool. He went to Midtown, okay. To kind of you know get that Atlanta field. Then he went to Kennesaw, which is fine. Then he went to like Deep Ackworth, like wow, Deep Ackworth, like forty five minutes, like surrounded by nothing. Now he's back in Kennesaw. Um, but throughout all the changes, <laughs> throughout everything, like I've stuck with Randy since. Let me see, Jaden is six, and I think Jaden got his first haircut. So probably seven years, about seven years now. Okay. Um, yeah, because I want to say because Marcus has come out here for my wedding. I've been married for eight. So I probably was with Marcus maybe another year and a half or so mm-hmm. before I started letting Rain to cut my hair, and I just man, it's just something about the barbershop, bro. It's,
1: yeah, it's it's a, it's a magical place. So let me
0: ask you this: Is your barbershop like a barbershop, mm-hmm. or is it like a salon? Is it? Um.
1: Okay. So at one, so when when Aunt uh, when he first started cutting my hair, he was in a smaller shop. Then he moved to like a bigger. Bigger shop that was kind of like a, a chain type shop. Uh, what I'm gonna say is a chain, but it's a black owned uh, shop. It's called Fadeologist, it's like one of the mm-hmm. biggest, you know, best black owned um barbershops in the county that I live in. Uh, shots out to you know, uh, Fadeologist. Um, but it was so they got black barbershops in Gwinnett. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> he, he opened up a second location recently. Actually, he's your friend in Gwinnett, yeah, he's your friend brother in Gwinnett.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Shouts out to fadeologist, But that um yeah, so Ant was at fadeologist, and fadeologist was more like the um traditional barbershop, bunch of chairs, a bunch of action, TVs everywhere, like the, the man's man's barbershop. Yeah. Um, so that's how um we I was for a little bit, and then Ant moved um to his own shop. So he actually um decided him and his um wife, they decided to she's a cosmetologist, he's a barber, so they pretty much kind of like we talked about ice cube. In the barbershop, they merged.
0: In Regina Hall, yeah, yeah, that character, Uh yeah. So they,
1: um, so they have. So in the back is the barbershop, and in the front is like the salon slash nail. I like it when it
0: reverse when they got to walk through us
1: (laughs) (laughs) for for obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, but then, oh, but then, there's sometimes I like to walk through them. So, oh
0: come on! After, after this hair is cut, listen. I walk. I walk through there looking. all so You can all, see all of me. Right.
1: I walk in there looking all shabby, sweatpants on. Listen. I wear. The, I wear the sweatpants, Raven. The gray The gray sweats, the gray sweats, gray sweats and the, or the sweat shorts, depending on what time <laughs> of season is or season it is. So I walk on through. You know, I walk in all just you know humble and because you know I look a mess. I walk in and get my hair cut you know the magic happens i walk out and i'm speaking to everybody
0: everybody <laughs> how y'all do? have a good evening have a good see, weekend see y'all
1: sister <laughs> god bless you back clean you know all that kind of stuff you know yeah. so heads do turn so you know
0: no i get it see what's interesting for me in atlanta i talked about marcus and randy neither one of them were in well randy more so than marcus so marcus started cutting mm-hmm. I don't know where he was cutting at, but he was when he was cutting us at Morehouse, he set up shop. He used to come to Morehouse like once a week, mm-hmm. cut a bunch of dudes. and he gave like these $20 college discount haircuts. Right, and for his level of haircut in Atlanta, cause let's just pause for the cause here. In Atlanta, mm-hmm. typically if you're getting a, just a regular $20 haircut, it's kind of, it's probably a trash cut. Right. Like, that's just what, cause the hair market here is different. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you go to a different market, um, like my friends in Memphis, $25, $30, you're probably getting a really great haircut mm-hmm. from some of probably the best, maybe $40 max. And it's just the market is different. Right. Because when I, last time I went to Memphis, me, and last time I went to Memphis, I got my haircut. Me and both my sons got our haircut for, I think I paid, I think he, Dale charged me like $35. Wow. For all three. Wow. 35 for, because it was like 20 for me. And I think he charged like 5 for the boys wow. a piece. Because Josh and Jay didn't kind of wear curls So he really didn't do much mm-hmm. So, But I gave him 40 He was like you need some change I was like nah So he finally asked me this and I was like man how much is a haircut I said "I said what I just paid you Is still like $20 less Than what I would pay for myself right. I said I paid $60 mm-hmm, For me for me, he was like, Man, what? Like, what you what did you get? And I told him, like, you know, I get my hair washed, conditioned, mm-hmm. I get like the facial, I get a um, an
1: experience.
0: Razor line. You, you get an experience, mm-hmm. right? You get an experience. And it goes up from there. Now, there are some guys in Atlanta because of their status. I know this guy named Hulk, his minimum haircut is a hundred dollars, and it's just a haircut. But because he's so exclusive and so much in demand, like you literally have to get on his books almost two months in advance. Wow. So you can talk about it as much as you want. People are paying it. Anyway, mm-hmm. I will say uh, That's how Marcus started off Then he went to this uh, Salon Ramsey mm-hmm. Which is like, it was just It's really what it was, Salon So it was a barber and beauty shop mm-hmm. But the the interesting thing about it was It was no delineation of this side as barber It was like, the chairs were just mixed up So Marcus was literally right next to A beautician mm-hmm. okay, As we call it in Memphis We ain't no cosmetologist, <laughs> it's a beautician Right um, And that's just how Salon Ramsey kind of function now he went to a different salon ramsey he went from the Buckhead location to the midtown location and it was the same thing like there was like a side like on his where he was there was like three barbers beside him but he was still right across from a woman Mm -hmm. who did hair and then there was like a tattoo artist in there and a nail tech so salon ramsey kind of positioned itself as like this all Mm -hmm. encompassing grooming experience now when me and Um, Marcus kind of parted Randy was in a more typical barbershop but it was a it was a it was in Smyrna but it was a hood barbershop now it was raggedy (laughs) and Randy was like the diamond in the rough in that joint and I think um there was some loyalty that he had to the owner Uh because they both were from New York and this guy kind of showed him the way but Randy was like to me the better barber um not you no, know, he he is the better barber, um, <laughs> and that but that was more traditional. But Randy was still Randy and Marcus were both appointments only, mm-hmm. and that kind of changed the game for me. When I used to go home for the summers, I would be so irritated going to the barbershop, shop, mm-hmm. waiting for three four hours, uh, trying to find stuff to do in three hours. You know, trying to time it versus I go to you at eleven. I know I can get there at ten fifty five, and you know within ten to fifteen minutes I'm sitting in somebody's chair. Right. Or like with Marcus, like you would get there, but even if he's still finishing somebody, he got a uh, the wash girl washing your hair. Mm-hmm. You know, so by the time you're done on the dryer, mm-hmm. he's you know pretty much ready to cut you right. So like my experience in Atlanta is different. Now in Memphis, it is a man's man's typical barbershop. A lot of talking, loud, mm-hmm. sports, sex, <laughs> TVs. All you know, dudes in there eating chips and I mean all kind of stuff. (laughs) Versus in Atlanta, it's more of an experience. And now, and now Randy is in a salon suite, so it's you know one of those buildings where everybody got kind of like their personal Mm -hmm. space, and that has actually made me and Randy become. Like, he's always been my guy, mm-hmm. but now we're kind of, like, friends yep. because it forces us to have conversations. Yep, yep. Like, your barber will talk to you, yep. um, but this kind of forced us. Like, me and Marcus were cool, too, because we knew each other from a church perspective. His wife was in the gospel choir that I sang in, okay. so, like, we like we had a relationship, but, like, me and Randy, like, talk, talk, mm-hmm. because it kind of—he's not talking to nobody else in the shop. It's just me. right? Um, so, I guess, like— were you expecting something different from your Atlanta barber experience or,
1: um, I, cause were things I had different barbershop experiences, but, uh, when I, when me and aunt actually like connected, it was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. So then, um, when now that it's kind of similar to what you're saying right now, like he's in his barbershop is in the back, but in most times or most cases, it's just him and I, um, so we do get into those like deep conversations. We actually talk about stuff. We talk about money and businesses and investments and just life. You know what I mean? So I think that's. Mm-hmm. So I had different experiences. I think the first barbershop I went to when I came to Atlanta, uh, it was like some like one of those sports type things, mm-hmm. and it was I that wasn't really my vibe. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, the one that was the front for the drug dealer. Uh,
0: okay, now let's, I want to hear this. Let's talk about that. All right, so so you was going to ghost.
1: Listen, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I was going to ghost. Uh, so what? So what happened? So you know, I used to live in on the other side of town. Um, and I'm not calling it the ghetto because it's a nice area, but you know, it ain't where we live now. So I went to. So I was like, you know what? You know, because I was cutting my own hair, and it was just taking like forever. It was just taking forever. So I was like, let me find a barbershop. So there, um, some people opened up a barbershop shop around the corner. So I went over there. And then I was like, okay. all right, cool. Like, what are your prices? And they was like, oh, it's a cut. It's $12. I said, $12? In Atlanta? Okay. <laughs> I was like, $12? And he was like, yeah, it's $12. So I was like, all right, bet. And he cut it. And it was like fresh. Like, it was a great cut. So I was like, 12 okay. So <laughs> I gave the man like $15, $20. and was like, keep the change, brother. Um, you know, I was balling out. So then I went back like a couple of times, had the same barber. Okay. Then and, you know you have your barber's cell phone number. You trying to set up because I don't I don't like just showing up to the barbershop shop and having to wait. I just do not mm-hmm. like that. So I usually get the barber's number, and then I'm going to hit you up for an appointment. I'm not about to just be waiting. So I was yeah. hitting him up, could not I get him. I was calling him everything, could not I get him. So I go to the barbershop shop one day and it was like I was like, "Yo, what happened to? Uh, I'm not going to say his name. Uh, what happened to um old boy? Oh wait, man, um." yeah uh he um he, he had to leave for a little bit so i was like I leave for a little bit you know and i'm from a certain place i know what leave for a little bit really means mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh and then i called again and i think he, he he was able to call his cell phone and leave a message from prison and say hey y'all you know i'm out you know i'm i'm out here and doing blah 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 and i'll see y'all in a couple of months or something like that so then i got another person in that shop he was cutting my hair for a little bit mm-hmm. i hit him up all of a sudden, I can't reach him. This man got locked up. I'm <laughs> oh, okay. like, what is, what is going on? I'm thinking, like, what's up? You know what I'm saying? So then they get another guy. Same thing. He gets locked mm-hmm. up. So um, come to find out, um, they ended up buying like another establishment within the complex. Um, they bought a restaurant, and then the reason why I at first, you know, I realized it was a front for a drug business because you know, you no, know, who's giving good haircuts for twelve dollars? Like, I'm in mind mm-hmm. you. Full head, beard, everything. Like yeah, twelve dollars. So then they, they bought this like restaurant, like this this place down the street. Um, and then you know they had a grand opening. I went there and it was, a, it was a it was a Caribbean restaurant and I was like I want this, I want that, I want this. First time they had everything. Okay. Next <laughs> time I go, <laughs> I was like Yo, can I get um this? Oh, we ain't got that. Oh, can I? And mind you, it was like on a Saturday in the middle of the day. I was okay. like, I'm just leaving the shop and going to the the restaurant. I was like, hey, so you got this, got this. Nah, we ain't got that. I was like, so what y'all got? Oh, we got his beef patties. I'm like, oh, y'all got his beef patties?
0: That's <laughs> ain't <laughs> got none of this but beef patties. Okay. All right.
1: So then, you know, the next week, come to find out, I see the police officers at the barbershop. Like, <laughs> looks like raid type stuff. And I was actually about to go get my hair cut and mm-hmm. I saw the, you know, all the police officers in the parking lot and I just Turn around as a black man, I turned around and they come to find out I realized that um yeah the dude uh he had ended up you know leaving town and uh but his his barbershop got raided because they was you know selling stuff out of the barbershop and out of the uh out of the restaurant they were trying to like launder money and stuff like that so <laughs> I miss my you know drug haircuts because it would save me a lot of money.
0: <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> My $15 haircuts Because they were good barbers Like they were legit barbers But it was like You can charge $15 Because you You selling You know Coke on the side You know what I'm saying
0: like, they, they just need They just need to clean that money right,
1: They just need to clean the money <laughs> Like they they It was no And and you know It was you know Barber the Person that owned the barber shop Got like a Bentley And all oh, kind of stuff I'm like Off $12 haircuts <laughs> off $12 haircuts and, and mind you There wasn't a whole bunch It was like There's a bunch of people that just in there like, and then the barbershop was just open like randomly at odd hours, and like the they're in there playing pool and
0: <laughs> you going there at midnight, getting right boxing. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here?
1: Um Yeah, so yeah, I went to um, a barbershop shop that was a low key interesting drug spot, and that,
0: it, and that brings me to like thinking about like I guess the evolution. Mm-hmm. Of what barbershops are right because both of us talk about while you know your mom kind of gave y'all the kitchen haircuts and y'all eventually learned like i started off in somebody's kitchen mm-hmm. you know even though he was an aspiring little barber mm-hmm. you know but like this kind of and then eventually getting to um like barber shops or whatever and you know going to what we consider like the man's man's shop mm-hmm. to what now in some regards seems like a salon right. experience right. like do you think um, like the traditional barbershops are gonna ever like become extinct, or do you think there's gonna always be place for them?
1: I think there will always be a place for them. Um, I think, um, because I know some, some we know, we, and you pro- you know them too. Those toxic masculinity, super macho men, yep. who they want to be in that like real aggressive environment where you just loud mm-hmm. and you punching people and. You know, all that kind of stuff. Like, I'm I'm sure right. that's gonna be a thing. And like, oh, they want to just watch sports all all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's gonna be a thing. And but I know there's people like you know like us who we want an experience. We want to feel beautiful when we oh, walk yeah. out of the shop. Oh yes, <laughs> oh
0: yes. I'm not conceited. Yeah, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> no, I no, I think that's so true. Like, I feel like if Randy was in that, oh, because I okay when Randy first left. Mm-hmm. Um, when he went to Midtown, he was in this place called Furious Styles, and it's kind of like a chain because it's one in Midtown, it's one in Kennesaw, mm-hmm. it's it's a couple of other, and that's more like your manly man's. I mean, it's still appointment only, so it's not old school in the sense of, but it was manly man, um, traditional shop in the sense of people coming there and selling shea butter and <laughs> fresh fruit and fresh fruit. And, and I don't, let me now let me tell you something. All of the fruit I've ever bought at the barbershop has been the freshest, <laughs> most delicious fruit. I don't know where these people you you remember when you went to side You remember when you went to Effect Finish about about that. That. Yeah. that fruit, that kind of okay. fruit, is the fruit that comes through the barbershop. Effect and Fitness I don't know, is really
1: good.
0: I don't know who that woman is, but shout out to you with that watermelon. Mighty God. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and she be had watermelon in the off seasons. Girl, where are you getting wow. it from? <laughs> but uh but no, like like, they be selling like dvds mm-hmm. and like whole places like All right, today we got catfish and greens and we got <laughs> you know what i'm saying banana bread like it was and like so it was that shop and i think going to like while i appreciate like the intimacy i don't want to say intimacy but i yeah, call it that of what randy provides and like a very curated individual experience mm-hmm. part of me Part of me does, in some ways, I don't want to say misses the traditionalism of the barbershop, mm-hmm. but does like kind of wish it was—I feel like what I got as a kid, Josh and Jaden— don't right. have. Right, I can understand that. Because, I can believe that. Mm-hmm. Because when they go to Memphis with me, they are, even now my barber in Memphis now does appointments. I think the people have started to cry loud like, hey bro, <laughs> I can't. you know, this six seven hour mm. thing is ridiculous. But they are, they are still irritated mm-hmm. because they're like, we just sitting here you know, all these people, ABC one, two, three. And I just think, like even in terms of haircut prices, mm-hmm. like I know there's going to always be a difference in like the south and the west coast and east coast. Mm-hmm. But like Atlanta to Memphis or Atlanta to Nashville or some of these other places are drastically different, right. right? So I guess like for you, do you have a limit on a haircut price? Let me ask you that. <sighs>
1: um, no, I think kind of similar to you. Like I pay like sixty bucks. Like the last time I went, I paid like sixty bucks, and I think the mm-hmm. the, the and we're I'm outside of the as we if those that aren't from Atlanta, uh, those are from Atlanta outside of the perimeter. So, mm-hmm. you know, prices are different depending on where you are located, if you're like in Atlanta proper or you're in the metro. So, yeah. I think my haircut technically probably costs like 50 bucks, okay. but I always pay like extra because, you know, I got a tip of black man. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I'm a tip, mm-hmm. you know, especially our people, um, but um, I would probably continue to pay that. I, I just, I, I don't think I have a, lim- I guess, let me see here. So, I think my limit would be depending on like, say for instance, if. Um, like if I needed a haircut, like badly, yeah, like I'm, I would be willing to pay a hundred bucks because like, sometimes you just really need a haircut. There's, there's some situations Mm -hmm. where like you have been there before where it's like, I gotta have a haircut. Like there is no, like there's been time I hit, hit up and be like, yo, I need you to open up the shop. Like it's an emergency, um, you know, unexpected interview, unexpected, something unexpected going out of town. Like I know you're not. I know you're off during this time. Is there any way possible I can meet you? I'll pay you like hundred bucks, or even doing like quarantine house call. I was paying like a hundred dollars uh, for like the house haircut. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I I, I don't think there's a limit. I would think because it's that important to me.
0: No, yeah, no. I I'm kind of the same way. Like right now, I pay sixty, mm-hmm. and I pay. I won't say what I pay for my boys because he. Hooks me up <laughs> <laughs> with my boys, and I don't know who's listening. I don't know who's listening. Um, but let's just say it's a grip when all three of us do get out here too. Mm-hmm. Um, But to your point, there have been times, I think that's the other piece too, building their relationship. We can go into that with your barber. Like, there have been times, like, when I, before vacation, and I, especially when I was in grad school, mm-hmm. and we was leaving, like, on a Thursday, mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, so I got a class at nine. And Randy's be like, all right, meet me at the shop at 10. hmm and he'll go in and open that joint up and he was he wouldn't even like he has an like his after hours price is $100. Mm. It's his after hours price. But he would just like charge me regular price and I was and I would throw him like at the time when I when I first did I think my hair was like $40 mm-hmm. or $50 when he was in the little hood shop. And I would slide him like 60 or 70. Mm-hmm. Just be like I'm going to give you a $30 tip right. because right you, you know cuz cuz Randy's also married with three kids like three small kids Mm -hmm. um and you're legit cutting my hair so i can go partying and and have a good time (laughs) in Miami, (laughs) right Right? um and you don't have to do this so like there are ways that i also appreciate him Mm -hmm. which i I don't say that i have to but i want to be able to show like Mm -hmm. you don't have to be this guy to me um but let's talk about the i guess the whole relationship piece mm-hmm. with your barber because i talked about how i transitioned from a couple of barbers but in atlanta i only really had two mm-hmm. and i have what i consider a backup barber but he is legit only when randy is like out of town mm-hmm. and i just cannot get squeezed in like there's no way possible for me to get squeezed in. and this wreck and this guy is on the recommendation of Randy. Okay. Like it is it is almost like it's like it's almost like an open marriage. It's like <laughs> this is who I'm going to. <laughs> if you're gonna get a haircut. If you're gonna get a haircut, you know what I'm saying? And only because too, I don't wanna just go to somebody trash or right. go to somebody who's gonna mess me up or take away the pattern. Uh but why do you think that it's so important to the black man though, the consistency of that relationship? Uh,
1: I think it's the sometimes there's so much uncertainty being a black dude. I think it's sometimes just great to have something you can always rely on. Um like we yeah. we know we probably know men. And y'all out there probably know brothers who know where they'd be committed to a woman. Like <laughs> like can't keep a relationship, probably cheat, all that kind of stuff, but they are faithful to their barber. Like it's something about being faithful to your barber. And I think it's, if anything with me, it's just the fact of like, you kind of alluded to it. Like, like they know you like, so mm-hmm. if I go to Ant's shop, he can be like, oh, the same thing. And yep, yup, <laughs> same thing. Um, Or even if it's like a situation where I want to, you know, during the pandemic, I've been kind of, you know, changing some stuff up, Uh, i show him the picture. He'd be like, all right, bet. And he'll be able to do the thing like exactly the way i want it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or he'll or he'll ask the question he'll say what you got going on this weekend right and he always gives great cuts but he'll be like what you got going on this weekend and i'll be like oh, i got a photo shoot he'll be like bet and then he gonna give you that extra that extra cut to where he's gonna take way more time than he probably would normally take to give mm-hmm. me that fresh cut and make sure everything is like precise even though like the normal cuts are great but he's gonna say oh you doing this are you going out of town I'm about to give you this because right. like, you know, I think it's another thing about his pride, like as far as not like in a negative way, but he wants to make sure that, you know, when you walk out of the house or you walk in somewhere, they're gonna be like, Oh, snap, who cut your hair? And black people we, we gonna we gonna ask that, like who cut your hair? We gonna ask. You know, that's that's a thing, you know. So, um yeah, I think that's why I'm I'm definitely committed to my barber is that he we know each other, we've developed a relationship, um, but he, he knows my hair. He knows
0: my hair yes and i think that's the other piece too like you know you know me mm-hmm. and you know what i want to represent you know what i'm looking for what i like because randy when i just i just got my haircut this past week and i'm i'm, I'm wearing like this mini kind of curly kinky fro mm-hmm. which i've never worn my i've always like wearing it kind of like curls on top sometimes mm-hmm. but never like all over okay and he also knows even when i just wear it on top whether it's a low fade or a high fade or whatever around this time he's like all right we finna cut it off because in the winter sometimes i grow it out but also sometimes in the winter i cut it because even though it it sounds crazy but sometimes i cut my hair i cut my hair lower like right in the winter Mm -hmm. which is weird Mm -hmm. And then in the summer. But the reason why is because typically in the wintertime, it takes me longer to get dressed. Mm, And that's because I'm putting on more layers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oftentimes, like I work most of my jobs have always been downtown, midtown. So I have to park in a garage Mm -hmm. and get out. So I have a lot of different time things that I have to take into account. And the winter oftentimes slows that down Mm -hmm. because of like. You know, you gotta warm, especially when you park in the garage, you gotta warm your car up. You gotta do these other types of things, right? So I get my hair cut lower, mm-hmm. even though more hair would keep it warm because it's less maintenance. Right. I can just brush it, put a do-rad, boom, 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 boom. So like, to your point, he knows that. Mm-hmm. So it was a like diss signal there. It's it like, you ready? And I'm like, nope, I'm, I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> you know, or like you said, in the summertime or in the spring, mm-hmm. You know he'll be like same way like he unless because he's like waiting on me to signify some type of change. Otherwise, I'm going to do it. And like you said, there are times where I don't even have to book the special
1: mm-hmm.
0: appointment. I just be like, I got photo shoot this week. He be like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And he just start doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Or there have been times. where time he asked me be like, hey, you my last appointment. What you got going on after this? We're like, not to be like, I right, bet. And he'll start doing like all the, the steam on my face. I mean, everything just because I was his last appointment. Mm-hmm. I'm a dedicated one or it's something that he want like I've like it was one time I think when he first did the steam, I had I had never seen him do okay. it. So I felt like I was one of the guys that he tested it on like mm-hmm. how he wanted to perfect
1: it. Okay.
0: And so when he said I was his last one, I ain't had nothing to do. Was, I was just getting a haircut that Saturday like he did it. And mm-hmm. it was like things like that because we've built relationship friend and, and not to say that I'm the only one right like, right. like, like, like but at don't the same think you the only time, one. Like, <laughs> I don't think you're the only one you know barbershop relationship is almost is they are open marriage. listen so they you know they couldn't tons of people but in that moment I felt like you know I said this is my brother mm-hmm. I want to do this blah, blah 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 and I think although there are plenty of jokes, I think that is the real thrust of right. it, right? Like, they know us. They know our hair. They know how we want to present. And sometimes, like, I don't, like, like when I even go to my backup barber, I am thoroughly explaining what I want. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want you to do this. I want you to taper it like that. I want my beard like this. Mm-hmm. I want blah, 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 And because my beard is relatively new, the only thing I tell Randy is, like, uh, unlike my brother Brian, he flourishes with Flirt- Jordan Hard, I am. I'm like, you know, Cut it down to my face. <laughs> I, I just want it. I just want you to be able to see it. Um. Mm-hmm. And but that's it. I've only had to say that once since growing it mm-hmm. out, and now he just it's kind of by nature. That's just what he does. Mm-hmm. Unless I tell him I want it thicker. Or like when I started growing my grow my goatee, went from the mustache. To like all right, let's connect it. Right. And but I gotta say it one time, and that's it because I go so often and I do. And it's just something about the barbershop, right? right? I think we kind of alluded to it that gives you this confidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like I have bought like I wear my hair curly, and I have bought the same products that Randy uses, mm-hmm. and it's something like I can't I I can curl my hair great. Okay. Yep. I can do a good job, mm-hmm. it. but it's something about when he does mm-hmm. it, fresh out <laughs> of the like. I'm like it'll ever be like that. Never.
1: Though. Never. <laughs> like when I leave the shop, I want to go random places. Oh, I, want, I just want to go somewhere. I want to go random places, and I want. To, I want just to everyone to see me. I want everybody to see me. I want people to know me. Mm-hmm. You are gonna see me? <laughs> I want you to see me. <laughs> um, so because it's like you said, it's when it's you can't. You can never recreate what the barber does, and that's what I think. i right. great. The barber is is like I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I. I don't know what I would do without my barber.
0: Me either, and I feel. I think I told you. I feel like. I've walked into the barbershop with a look with a measly pimple mm-hmm. and walked out and be like, it don't need, it's not even there. Mm-hmm. It's like my skin clears glowing. up. I look bright I look like I'm glowing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look brighter. You know, all that all these different types of things. And I but I really just think it is a it is a real part of the black man's like overall confidence and life experience oh, yeah. is oh, yeah. the barbershop and your hair. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think if you were to ask any black man, how do you feel after leaving a Mm barbershop? And they would probably say, like, if if you did a survey and you said before you came in the barbershop, how do you feel? They probably would say like a number between one and 10, like 10 being the the best or whatever. They probably give you like a five or six or whatever. But as soon as they get out that chair, they definitely gonna give you a 10. They gonna say, oh yeah, you just just feel better about the level of self-esteem when they hand you that little mirror, and you like checking out to see if they made any mistakes and stuff like that. Like you just feel like on cloud nine, like your swag level is just increased by like a million.
0: And even the guys who get the trash haircuts, like they are confident. I've seen the guys <laughs> Listen. on Instagram be like, and I'd be like, you you went to the
1: barbershop? You pay for that?
0: <laughs> you pay for that? You and your barber both need to go <laughs> to school you for your eyes and him for <laughs> skills because a clearly somebody, yeah that somebody ain't doing something right but no i i feel you though and i think like in terms we we hear a lot about and i love our black mm-hmm. women right about like the their natural hair mm-hmm. and all these other kind of things but i think there are some credence that has to be given to black men and their hair right. and the many ways in which i think it's just a black person thing too right yeah, yeah the many ways in which that we can do it like we can go from like i can literally like i've done two i've done two photo shoots within the same year Mm -hmm. and i almost look like a a different person because on one i got a really low haircut Mm -hmm. on the most recent one me and you did like i got the like the curly fro, fro, like Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and then i got pictures that are not they're maybe a little less than a year old where i got like a fade Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's just like i can switch it up Mm -hmm. um quickly uh and like our hair you give us a month our hair can really grow it can be looking you know and to to the point that i said earlier i can get a a, a design uh whatever yep. i can grow it i can get a braid mm-hmm. i can start locking it i can you know do a myriad of things just with the cut alone from the fade to the to the the mohawk to whatever right right and i just think that you know our ability to navigate what our hair looks like is also a part of our beauty and our excellence even as men yeah
1: I, I think hair is like in as as no as you know you married to a black queen i met a black queen um and we know that hair is important to them like Mm -hmm. you know our wives would change up a style quick you know what i'm saying quickly braids one day you may get braids. one time long got braids like one day she ain't like them and she took them joints out and did her own so it's it's important but just I, i think as maybe as important as hair is to black women i think hair is important to black men Um, I think even, you know, those that know me for the longest time, I, I didn't really start experimenting with my hair, um, Mm -hmm. until like recently, real recently, like real (laughs) recently. Like, I mean, I had like, I wore waves the same style, almost, you know, I may have cut different fades styles and stuff like that, but I usually just had waves for the longest time because I was just like, this is my look, you know, this is how I present um, But now it's kind of like Especially now that I'm, you know, I'm I'm been on my whole Just whatever Let it let it rock um, Yeah Cause
0: y'all gave me a hard time I used to walk up in the church with, Cause I used to come in there sometimes with Different haircuts Almost every other week Every week,
1: week. <laughs> <laughs> Man they got, I had a mohawk One week And then he had a the, uh, the Boosie one week And then he would have Like all kind of stuff on it. So we definitely Was looking at you Like alright Alright bless you man and God.
0: <laughs> but But that was a part of I think me Like falling in love with who I mm-hmm. who I am mm-hmm. and who I was becoming at the time it's just like the exploration of my hair mm-hmm. and not caring right and finding the beauty in wearing the mohawk mm-hmm while still being the preacher or whatever right. but then you know getting my waves back it was like just give me a week right. I'm gonna have them back yeah. you know what I'm saying uh, and I got kinky hair mm-hmm. but I can get the, I can lock them waves and my daddy tell me I, I got so many products in my hair <laughs> I probably changed the very DNA texture of it <laughs> but you know but like but again like me and Asher like under our respective cabin she got her like leave-in conditioners mm-hmm. and I have a whole set of stuff for me too like I want because I work out a lot too, so mm-hmm. I wash my hair a lot because right. my hair sweats. So I'm putting leave-in conditions mm-hmm. I'm using hair lotions yep. and all these other types of things to make sure that my hair is not dry, it's not brittle, it's not whatever, mm-hmm. right? And I think, again, while we probably don't still put as much effort as women, I think the amount of care and love and whatever that black men give is kind of a – it's lost because we're expected to be men and just just brush it. Mm-hmm. Nah. Just, you know <laughs> – you know, but nah, I can't just brush no, it. It's I can't just brush this. You know nah. what I'm
1: saying? It takes time. It definitely takes time. And I think the, I think like uh, like you said, as far as same thing with, with me, I have a whole host of products. And then on top of that, I got like beard products too. So my hair products and my beard products are two different products. So, mm-hmm. and it takes- Oh yeah, I got a beard balm now. You got a beard balm?
0: I got a beard balm now, <laughs> I do, I do. But but it's it's a
1: it's a legit thing. And I, mm-hmm. it kind of, while we're talking about that, as far as the process, in the grooming um and even this, this kind of merged that with the barbershop. how has the um the process in, or the grooming process within the shop has changed from just getting the regular haircut shape up and you out to where you might get a whole experience what is that like now for you
0: you, you know so like okay so my first experience with like any kind of experience was My barber in Memphis, my hometown, he takes, like, a towel Mm -hmm. with alcohol and kind of, like, scrubs your line, I guess, to, like, get the excess dirt off your face or whatever. That was it. So when Marcus was like, I'm going to wash your hair, and I'm like, Mm hmm? My hair is not dirty, like, cause I, cause I was a guy who I wash my hair after a haircut, mm-hmm. and you know, unlike our white brothers and sisters, we don't have to wash our hair every day. <laughs> um, it's just not what we do, and you know, so let's start there. So, for all of y'all who want to know about hair, come on in. Come on in. We don't have to wash. We our don't wash hair our hair every, every day. day. Most the only people I think men probably do it more than women, but for me, I wash my hair probably almost every day, or at least every other day, mm-hmm. is because I work out and I work out really hard. Right. So I sweat, and I don't want stinky sweat smelling hair. Nah. So I wash. But that is is why, I, again, the leave-in conditions are so important. Mm. So it can consistently be moisturized and things like that. Right. And you just use really good shampoos too, right? So I don't use head and shoulders. No, you know. no, no. It's about, you know, it's, it's, it's the it's the expensive, almost $15 bottle of shampoo yep. that I need. Mm-hmm. You know, I need the milk and the, the, <laughs> the, the Argon yeah. oil. <laughs> <laughs> oil. The coconut oil, the oil, Right, in, that's, that's in the shampoo. But anyway, like, yeah, I think it has really changed from, like you said, you just literally getting in the shop and getting a dry just you know they cutting your hair mm-hmm. versus i think at minimum most barbers are either like cleaning you up in some type of mm-hmm. way or washing your hair at minimum right most barbers because some i know some guys are still ain't getting their hair washed and getting nothing mm-hmm. um but you i think it's rare specifically in atlanta to not get your hair washed but then like you said for me and you like if it's wet they gotta get dry so i will sit under a dryer mm-hmm. um i'm getting like my beard treated so yep. there's a facial component mm-hmm. to open and then it's not and I think the facial is part of the experience also to open up your pores. Yep. Cause there's black men like our hair is kinky. So it can, you know yep. and ingrown grow hairs. hairs and things yep. like that. And it's like getting the hair loose so it won't be irritated once the razor hits it. So it's like it's a it's a it's an experience, but it's also a science. And I think as time has evolved, we've learned the ways in which we can better groom. Right. So, I don't think it's more so like we just making these men pretty. Mm-hmm. More so that how can we, number one, yes, amplify the haircut experience, but also make sure we're giving them like good care mm-hmm. for their hair and their skin as well.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, same thing with me. Like my barber did the same thing as far as facial treatments and uh, like steam, you know, and then uh, he even like washes my beard as well. So, mm-hmm. he does all mm-hmm. that beard wash. Um, and then he, on top of that, he's really educating me on like what products to use and stuff like that mm-hmm. to make sure uh, I got, you know, sufficient, you know, moisture and stuff like that. And besides, I get massages as far as, um, I don't know if your barber, I think your barber does is put the, the, the towel on your face. And then, mm-hmm. and then, yep. and then mm-hmm. the, the vibrator—not uh, vibrator. What's the thing? Um, <laughs> Mighty God! I know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, the pulsating, like the shock thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, like he, benign he, he does—he like, massages my shoulders, and then on, on most occasions, depending on how busy I am, I might fall asleep in that chair because it's like it's—I well, f-
0: I fall asleep almost 95 percent of the time. Like
1: he, he puts the chair back, and you know. And he starts, you know, cutting and frigging, putting the the, pe- the towel on. And he and he puts this little, this little drop of a, uh, this little scent. I don't know what the scent is, but it like smells <laughs> like lavender or something like that. And then mm-hmm. he starts uh, the the massager, and you, I just feel like it, it opens up my pores and everything like that. And then just, um, it's 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 a legit it's a legit experience. But um, it's interesting because I I wonder what we you know. Some of the previous or older generation would do with the with that type of haircut, like or that experience. Would they embrace it or would they kind of run from you know all of
0: that? So I think like so my so the the most previous generation. I can speak for my dad. Mm -hmm. um, He and like so he got his haircut with me at my wedding. Mm -hmm. So he went through. He loved it. Okay. Um, He enjoyed, and I think for him it was just one of those things. Like he he didn't feel. Like demasculate or anything, he was just like, man, this is dope. Um, he also said, I don't know that I will pay fifty six dollars every week to get my haircut, <laughs> <laughs> but he also understood why. Like after going through it, it made so much sense to him why I paid fifty six dollars. Right. He was like, and then at some point he was like, so he was supposed to come to Memphis, um, in March, but of course Rona messed that up. Mm-hmm. It was for his birthday, and I was, and I have actually paid for him to get. So Randy has the hundred dollar haircut that is after hour, but he also has a hundred dollar. Elevated experience. Haircut. Oh yes, and I was—I had booked the hundred dollars for his for his birthday. It's like my pops. I'm a, you know I'm gonna go out, mm-hmm. and he was ready. <laughs> he was so ready. JB and was ready. Yeah, he was ready. So I think you have, and my dad is a manly, a man's man, definitely, right? So, definitely. um, so I, so I think there's one regard to where, but my dad is also again, he was the guy who went and got his haircut every Saturday, though. Mm-hmm. So he was also. While he doesn't care about like super material stuff, mm-hmm. he's very sure about how he presents. Right, Like he wasn't getting his hair cut in wrong, but he went and bought him clippers to line up because he wears a full beard to at least line his beard. Right. Up. So like he like was very, he's very in tune with how he wants to be. He don't wear wrinkle stuff. Like even if he go into the store, he going to iron the shirt before he leave the house. Like it's just him. I see where you um, get it from. And I think he got that from. Yeah, and I got it from my grand. Like my granddad, mm-hmm. before he passed away, retired but would put on full slacks and a button up to sit in his living room all day. Wow, that was just him. He was like, "You don't know where you're going to ever have to go," so you put on clothes every day. So he would probably be so pissed at me doing the <laughs> pandemic. He's say. like, "I don't, I don't understand why you have on shorts." I mean, because because my because my while my grandmother kept working, my granddad didn't. Like when he retired, man, a guy retired. <laughs> now he will he will go up to the cleaners that he managed, like on a very like. Once every other month basis to kind of just help out and like earn a few extra dollars, but for the most part, when we spent summers with my grandparents, we were with my granddaddy during the day. Okay, uh, and and that was see, I'm And I'm talking about bro, like slacks and a Ralph Lauren button down or a Champs button down, cologne, fresh shave, wow, pocket protector. I mean, all of it, wow, <laughs> just to sit down, shoes and everything, <laughs> laced. I mean, every not even house shoes like laced up every day, fully starched. My grandmother still worked at a clean so fully starched. Every day That gonna. was just him um, So I think Because of how my dad Grew up right mm-hmm. He would be okay But I do think There's another side You know Of men who probably Be like this is too much I mean even the men Who still frown upon manicures mm-hmm. Like When I'm on Instagram And I know we're going A little bit off topic But I think it's worth it um, I'm on Instagram And I see men In their 30s Saying first time At the nail shop I'm just like
1: you 30 something right? you're like missing out on life like
0: like you know what i'm saying and, and i'm not saying you got to go and like go every other week or you know like i try to do but <laughs> but you know but i am saying like you've 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 been so wrapped up in the fact that it's gay mm-hmm. or it's whatever mm-hmm. to get a manicure that you've waited 35 years 30 almost 40 years of your life you know because of that when i go in that shop sometimes most times without asher I am very confident. They're like, "Uh, oh, what you want, sir?" I be like, <laughs> "Manicure, pedicure. Ah, <laughs> oh, you you want you want shine? No, buff, shiny. I don't want your polish. You know, but but you know, I I know what I want. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I know why I want it, right. and you know, what I'm saying I think we, me and just have to get to that space where once, because I do believe there's going to become a time like right. I talked about the difference between my barber Memphis and my barber in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And when I told him what I pay and what you know and the things that I get, I do think while he may not ever charge six dollars for a cut, I do think as other barbers around him elevate, it's going to force him right Right. because at some point be like, bro, you ain't washing my hair, you ain't blah 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 blah, you're not this this and the third, so it's going to kind of force him to do it. Um, So I think slowly it's going to change, but I also think you know while Memphis is a major metropolis, it is also a very southern city. So I think there are ways in which Memphis may be behind that Atlanta, even though Atlanta's the South. Atlanta is, Atlanta's Atlanta. Atlanta is definitely right. You know, let's let's just <laughs> say that, right. So I think you can even go to a Nashville, which people kind of say is you know more advanced, or you know a Charlotte, or a Houston, or a Dallas, and you're still gonna find some very southern. Cause I think I saw a post on Facebook where people was like, man, if you pay more than four dollars, you get ripped off, and I'm like, mm. I don't think so, nah. right? And I, but I, and these people are in Houston, like, which has a very similar cost of living in Atlanta, but I think the the hair market and stuff is different, right? So if you want to cut hair, you if you're good, come to Atlanta and charge eighty dollars, yes, and you <laughs> and you could do it, easily. right? You know what I'm saying, easily, and you don't even have to cut from eight to eight, because my barber cuts are like. Seven in the morning to like his last performance at like five, mm. and he's off Monday and Tuesday, wow. and he's off Sunday through he cuts Wednesday through Saturday, and he's able to take care of his wife and his three kids, and he be wearing like Jays and like the man of God is struggling, and because I know Randy, he's also not putting on, mm. so like, <laughs> like he's living well, right, like right, right. very well, right. um, so yeah, man,
1: yeah, I definitely uh, I, I think that's I think hopefully I you know I I couldn't imagine like just. Having the regular basic haircut, I gotta have everything.
0: No, not at all, not at all. So, um, thank you for having this conversation with me. I think this was though. I this was like my brainchild from your, uh, <laughs> from your black man self care. But I do think it's important, right? Like our crowns are important. It's
1: too. important. Men, black men's hair is important.
0: Black men's hair is, a course. So kings, if your women are telling you that they don't take all that, you tell them to hush their mouth. Hush, And you tell them where about your hair right. and make sure that your natural curl pattern is together before <laughs> you start talking about my mouth. Cause bro, sometimes I come out of the shower and I put that leave in condition, I see it all glistening Brother. and my skin be popping. I be like, oh, oh, Brother. look at you. What's the dude that's all- oh, uh, Hot Mr. Hotspot. Oh, oh, uh, Mr. Hotspot, I mean, look at you, look at how you looking, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> You look good. You look good. Come on. Smile. smile. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all
1: right.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But all right. That wraps this up. Let's get into some, uh, some black man self-care in uh, I Am My Brother's Keeper. Let's go. Woosa. Woo
1: All right. Here we are at I Am My Brother's Keeper Black Man Self-Care. So I'm going to actually ask you, Josh, what are you planning on doing this weekend for Black Man Self-Care?
0: So, since I just turned 31, mm-hmm. um, on my birthday, this is I've actually cele- recently celebrated my one-year therapy journey okay. last month. Congratulations. And thank you so much. It has been so helpful. I think I've been a better person and less of a... Um, Word I won't say on the podcast. All right. (laughs) Um, But no, seriously, I celebrate that. And one thing that I started last year is that on milestone moments, I try to go. Mm -hmm. So my birthday, I actually had an appointment on watch night. Or excuse me, I'm a saint. We say watch night. New Year's (laughs) Eve. (laughs) All right. (laughs) On New Year's Eve. And I feel like it's just those moments where I am my most introspective Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking. So I I went today and it was... um, it was helpful in the sense that I don't, I don't feel like I felt better. Like I had this big discovery, Mm. but she really helped me think through like some of the ways that I've grown from 30 to 31. And she like, Kim takes great notes. Mm -hmm. So like she was able to think through some of the goals we set at 30 last year and really process and think through like, "Oh, Oh, you know? And so it was, so I think I'm going to continue this weekend reflecting and spending time with, Uh, I've been spending plenty of time with my family, but really spending time (laughs) in a more intentional way. Right. Because one of the things that I talked about for year 31 is to have this continued upward trajectory Mm -hmm. of relational growth. OK. And specifically what that looks like in a pandemic. I think Corona has forced us to be together in ways that we're not always used to, right. or comfortable with, mm-hmm. and because this may be our normal for a while, mm-hmm. how can we take these moments and maximize relational value um, as we continue to navigate new spaces? So that's gonna be something I'm gonna be intentional about as I go into this weekend, what about you?
1: Um, I missed the J work last weekend.
0: You did. I did. So, you did. I wasn't going to even say that, but I thank God for your accountability.
1: So, I'll definitely be there this weekend. Um, So, I'll be doing that. Uh, I got to do some yard work. That's not self care, Um, but I know that's just responsibility. Um, I really, I can't even say, I don't really know what I'm going to do, like to to take care of myself. Maybe it just may be some time of. maybe just have my wife see if she would just watch my daughter for like a little bit and just, okay. cause I mind, I, I watch you know, I'm nice. I watch her. She's with me every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, morning, noon, night. She, you know, tries to come in there with us in the middle of the night. So I'm with her <laughs> all day, every day. So maybe it might yeah. be like just an hour, um, to just put my headphones on, listen to music, just zone out and just, uh, find my zen. Um, But I think that's going to be my my self-care thing, just to sit there and just put it on some music and
0: just zone out for a little bit um, while I'm by myself. That's what's up. And now y'all heard him say he was coming to work out. I'll be there.
1: But can y'all meet me there, though?
0: Everybody. Everybody come. Everybody. Everybody come. Link is available (laughs) on the website. So go ahead and do it. But that's what's up. Let's go ahead and um, let's have a greater conversation because I got some stuff that I got to get off my chest. I'm going to try to make it quick. Okay. But Let's go there. All right. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, so here we are. Let's 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 just do this, Brian. please. Um because I don't have a lot of capacity, like I say I've been trying to own joy. Right. And it has been a the world is proving to be the dumpster fire of trash that it mm-hmm. is. So, what who I want to talk to is the CEO of wells fargo now this gentleman i'm trying not to um i'm trying to choose my words (laughs) wisely again here but this particular joker here um said that the reason why right there aren't any like or many black people in higher positions is because there's a limited pool of qualified black applicants who apply mm, so mr Sh- charles um sharf that's the ceo that's his name that's what i was trying to conjure up bro i i, I don't even know what to say to him mm. like there are so many amazing black men and women in really high positions already like jp morgan chase just elevated someone to like a senior level position that's a financial institution mm-hmm. um There are so many people who I know who are qualified with MBAs and doctoral degrees and just years of education and experience who are probably more than qualified. So let's just say that you are, because first of all, as a CEO, you're probably doing very little hiring. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So let's talk to your director of HR and the people who are really fielding these resumes in and probably dismissing people based on their names or whatever sense uh, or whatever, that's what I'm looking for. Whatever like basis of pointless criteria that they're pointing out there and overlooking resumes. I probably can go to my LinkedIn connections mm-hmm. and find you about 20 solid people who could work at Wells Fargo like Easy. this and be in senior level positions. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about tellers. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about just a branch, man. I'm talking about like senior level corporate positions. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? So for you to act and then you want to, you know, backpedal and apologize for it. Bro, you said it now. Right. It's out there now. So at this particular point, like, you can miss me with this. And I think what's so frustrating about it is that in the midst of all of the social justice woes that we are facing, in the midst of every single thing that we're going through, the injustices, the lack of um, indictments, the lack of Mm -hmm. um, prosecution for all these people, here you are with somebody who holds the money of millions of black people saying that. Basically, he's saying, black folk ain't qualified enough to work for me. Mm. That's that's what you say in a very roundabout Mm -hmm. way. Because uh, for, for you to say there's a limited pool of qualified people, what you're pretty much saying is that all the really good blacks are already hired and everybody else, you know, isn't qualified enough. Right. You've completely lost, you lost it. It. Um I told my wife, you need to take your money out of Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. So uh, me and my wife have our own individual accounts. We also have like our separate kind of spending account, and hers is, you know, a college account. She had Wells Fargo. I was like, it's time to snatch mm-hmm. it because if he doesn't feel as though we're good enough to work for him, then we also are not good enough to have our money in that institution. Right. So I don't have a lot of energy to give you other than to say that you are trash mm-hmm. and I hope that all black people pull their money out. And I hope that your black level executives and your board like really pull you to the carpet. Cause I don't want to say quit your jobs. Like cause that's your livelihood, but I do hope that they really pull you to the carpet and drag you for the filth mm-hmm. that you are. That's all. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, we actually have Wells Fargo Bank. So I'm, I've been, th- are we and we bank black. So we have multiple bank accounts. But I've been, you know, get it out of there, Right. We gonna move. Get it out of we're there. <laughs> <have to move. laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I think, like you said, I don't have a you know, with everything going on. I don't have really the capacity to feel like I can go in. Like I really want to go in, but some things just need to be said, and, and you know, in, in moments you have to show what side or you were, you know, not necessarily what side you're on, but um, speak your your truth um and daniel cameron um if those who don't know he is the uh, spineless um, attorney general of kentucky uh who you know in in an effort to try to appease those um uh who accept him or in an effort to try to um grow uh, in a in the republican party he did not give um, a black woman justice, um and I think an issue. You know, and we say it all the time: all skin folk and kin folk. Is that how we how we say it?
0: That's right, because they're not. Um, That's right. It,
1: this is the perfect and prime example of where you have the opportunity to give someone justice, and instead of giving them justice, you gave them um, and gave someone who who needed to uh, go to jail. You gave them an out. You gave them um, what do they call it? Wonton. Uh, <laughs> One-time endangerment. One endangerment, you know, what I'm saying, like, what, like, what is that? You know, what I'm saying, like I know what it is, but in in the in the grand scheme of things, you, like, Breonna Taylor, the, the settlement that that her parents, you know, got was not justice. That is not justice. Um, you literally uh, said that the, you know, the shooting of these of this 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 complex or what have you, uh, uh, w- that was the issue not the fact that y'all murdered or go, even if it was an accident, y'all killed this woman, y'all have not admitted to the fact that you killed this person. Like, you have, still not it, you still haven't admitted that you killed this person, and then you, there's out of the three people who should have been indicted, one person was indicted under some whack charges. However, uh, a couple months ago, when people came to protest in front of your house, 87 people were arrested, and you gave them all felonies. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So, you, here it is, you want to, you know, indict this person under some whack, um, uh and and the thing is he didn't even do it you allowed it the grand jury to do it like you sent to the grand jury where you easily have the power to prosecute these people and you decided not to you decided not to do you decided not to do do your job and give justice because you uh you just want to pass the buck and try to grow in a certain party the issue i have with this really is the fact that uh instead of doing what's right you want to do uh you want to do what's right by the people that are standing by your by your right like you would rather Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, rub elbows with somebody, um, then then do what's right. And like, what kind of society do we live in, where instead of you doing what's right, you would rather do something for somebody who's you know, uh, who's trying to kind of push you and back you. Um, and and the thing that sucks is like it's it's you know it, you know, it, I would hate to do this and then lose like the what like what was it what profit to gain the whole world and lose your soul, mm-hmm. and like you know the this. Not, this may sound weird but the black community is your soul
0: oh no it doesn't sound weird at all the
1: black community is your soul and and what's funny with the, one of the days when he was supposed to be um doing his job he was having this anniversary party um an engagement, an engagement party,
0: party to this lily white one and there
1: were no black people there <laughs> like none not one not one you know what i'm saying i'm like you're what was your mama right daddy cousins <laughs> somebody like like nobody was there so it's to me it's the fact that like you really wanted the profit you know you're gaining the world you're gaining this you know this this rising star and literally turning your back on people who um will uh, would support. you I guarantee you I'm understanding cuz he won like 57% of the votes to uh to get the attorney generalship uh, or mm-hmm. I don't know if the generalship but the position as attorney general.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I get what you're saying.
1: Um I'm pretty sure we voted for him just because he was black. Like a good a oh, good yeah. piece of that. Even if he was Republican, we were like, you know what? He's a Republican, but I'm pretty sure as a black man, he's not going to turn his back on justice for black people. And sure enough, and he did it anyway. He just did it anyway. So, um, David Cameron, um, shame on you. Um, like, I really don't have any respect for what you didn't do, uh, cause you didn't do anything. I have no respect for what you didn't do. Cause you, you really did not do anything. And in all these times, this month of, you know, us hundreds of hundreds of days of trying to plead and beg and bring attention to getting this young lady justice who didn't do anything wrong. She did nothing wrong. She literally did nothing wrong. Um, and she she had a record like they always try to bring up and all that kind of stuff. She did nothing wrong. Um, she did not get justice and, and the blame is solely on you. It's nobody else It's on you um, because you have the opportunity, you have the power to bring justice and, and give justice to somebody and you did not do it. And I'm not trying to belabor the point, but when we ask for people and try to get black people in certain seats and certain spaces and opportunities um, uh, to do things and not necessarily just for black people, but to make sure we're getting equal justice, not better treatment. But equal justice? She yeah. did not even get equal justice. She didn't get any justice at all. And that's my issue. David Cameron, again, I don't like to call people trash, but you do you did some trash stuff right now.
0: Oh, I don't have you David Cameron, you're <laughs> trash. Along with Charles Schwarf of the CEO of Wells Fargo, you're both, y'all both of y'all are trash. You can go into the same dumpster that I got sent in my backyard and be picked up on Tuesday morning <laughs> because you're both trash. Also Brian wanna be PC, I won't. You're both trash. You're trash You're trash man the God You're trash And you're black
1: Remember you that You're black brother You're black bro Like for real Like do you not understand You're black Like you really are
0: I don't because there was I don't think he understands Because there's also Have been videos there Where his skin has gotten decre- um, Increasingly lighter sure. Over the years So he'll probably be looking Like Sammy Sosa So he don't he- <laughs> Oh soon.
1: Self-hating black people We're gonna talk about that At some so- point Black people that don't like black people Ooh
0: I got a lot to say because I have a friend. Anyway, I won't go there. That's another conversation. But thank you all. That wraps up this episode (laughs) of the Jigsaw. Thank you for sticking in here with us. We really want to appreciate all of y'all who have been listening Mm -hmm. and subscribing and sharing it with your friends and your family and your kinfolk and your enemies and everybody else in between. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Um, We couldn't do this. We couldn't do this without y'all.
1: Not at all. Uh, so I definitely want to thank our listeners again. Um, please, if you can, uh, like Josh said to please, you know, if you go on our, uh, follow our Instagram page, tag as many people. that if, If you listen to this show and you legit feel that somebody would like the show, just tag them in the comments and say, Hey, you need to watch, you need to listen to this broadcast or this podcast, because it's definitely life changing. Again, like Josh said, go on there, give us the rating five stars. Don't whoever did that for, Whoever did that for you can go where Cameron, David Cameron goes. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, l- like it, shared, um, support us. Um, you can follow me. Um, well, follow us at the Jigsaw Podcast um, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me um, at I am Brian here. You can follow Josh Ware.
0: at I am Josh Rogers. All right,
1: um, and also make sure that we are doing the po- uh, the PO Box thing. So s- please start sending your questions. Um, and we're going to send that to the jigsaw podcast. Yep. For
0: now, send it to the email, email address, address. So the jigsaw podcast at gmail.com. Yep.
1: And we were we are definitely looking forward to hearing those questions uh uh so we can, you know, have some fun there as well. Um do you have anything else to say, Josh?
0: Nope, no announcements, nothing big for me this week. Okay.
1: Well, please tell the people what they need to do.
0: What they need to do is as crazy as it mm. is, please, y'all, mm. please don't let this life stress you out because all you can Mm -hmm. do is what you can while you can but in the midst of doing that (laughs) don't you dare get caught with your work on don't you dare do it that's it all right we love y'all see y'all next week peace